Zdravo. That means hello in Croatian, which is how I will be greeting you guys in the language of Luka Modric and what's that other guy called that's supposed to move to United? Perisic. Here you go. But yeah, them niggas were in the World Cup final. But yeah, um, yeah, who cares about greeting words and shit? Because words are just a social construct, something that we came up with. We could have used the word teddy bear to mean hello. Instead, teddy bear is teddy bear and hello is hello. But I digress anyway. We had a giveaway last week and the winner of the giveaway is, first of all, actually, I want to say thank you to everyone that joined in. Um, you guys are the best. Thank you to everyone that listens, whether you joined in or not. You know, you guys are, are amazing and you're the people that keep this shit going. So, you know, it's good. You pay the bills in, in some weird way. I don't know how. You pay my happiness bills. <laughs> Um, so the winner of this week's giveaway is, you could say someone ran away with it, drumroll, Runaway Somali, she won the uh, giveaway, so I'll be in touch as to how to collect that, well done to you guys, thank you to everyone that entered, there will be more, so if you didn't win, do not stress, there will be more chances to, to earn some shit, not even, like, yeah, it is earned actually, there's chances to earn this shit, you know what I'm saying, there will be more, plenty more around the corner, and if you missed out, and you didn't, enter then i don't know what can i say to you you know you missed out on some free shit um i guess i mean the thing is like the way i like to think about free stuff is whether it's worth getting or not and the way you do that is what do i actually need to do to get something so if you think if you really think about it guys yeah unless something literally like floats to you like i don't know let's say you got some free cake unless that cake literally materializes in front of you and then you just eat it straight away you are putting something in either way to get that cake, which either means that you're either getting out your bed to go to the shop to get that free cake, or, I don't know, you're doing something for it. Do you get what I'm saying to you? There's effort being exerted. So, unless there's that free pizza or some shit, and there's like a 45 minute wait for the pizza, is it really worth it? Is it really free? You know, you just made me work for the pizza. Do you know what I'm saying? But that's, that's beside the point. What I want to talk about today is a few things that aren't free. So there is a piece of military hardware which um, has got me interested at the moment. So I'm going to tell you guys all about it. So it's called the... Just bear with me a second. What's it called now? It's called the Blackbird. That's the nickname for it. But it's the SR-71. It's like an aircraft. Uh, it's American. It was discontinued in like... I don't know, like 1999 or 1991. It's been it's been a while since it's been discontinued. This nigga's been retired longer than Zidane. Do you know what I'm saying? So that, that must have been a while ago. Um, and there's a famous story about one of these pilots that, that was driving. Do you drive a plane? Do you ride a plane? No, I think you drive a plane. Uh, one of these pilots that was driving the plane. Um, and, okay, so basically the story goes, he is flying over some part of America, some shit is going on. And obviously they've got, they have like two people, one person that's flying the plane, one person that's manning the radio, and they've got like 10 different radios, right? So you've got to keep an eye on every single radio, and there's like certain radios that are priority radios which deserve more attention than others, which is why you need, because this is such like a specific, complicated piece of technology, very like complex and that, you need more than one person doing all of this shit. Um, it's not your usual, you know, your running of the mill, flipping, I don't know, what do you call that shit that flies? <laughs> your Boeing or whatever, and it's not a Boeing, do you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, anyways, this guy that was running the radio, the other guy's flying the thingy airplane, suddenly they get a transmission over the airlines from a little, it's called a Cessna, which is a very, very small plane. Um, it's one of those like two-seaters, right? And the guy's radioing in saying, you know, asking the control center for a ground speed check, right? Which is what 
planes that don't maybe don't have sophisticated equipment would say to try and to basically check what they have and the guy says uh roger that you know you are coming in at 90 knots which is approximately 90 miles per hour this other guy then you know says oh can i get my speed checked which is like a it's like a slightly larger aircraft and yeah the guy goes roger that you're coming in at 160 knots which is about 160 miles um, see how you got to do the pause after you say that to pretend that you're working it out. 60 knots is about um, 160 miles. And then people are impressed. But let's not get into that. Uh, so then, okay, after that, right, there was an F2. I don't know, it's one of those fighter jets, right? One of those really fancy fighter jets that can probably break the sound barrier. You know, those ones that leave like a smoke train and shit. Uh, this guy radios in saying, yo, can I get my speed check? And then my man who's driving the F21 blackbird is like ross why is he doing that because he's got very high-tech equipment in his thing that would probably measure his speed better than the ground air control towers tower niggas would and then he clocked my much trying to stunt on the rest of them so air traffic control comes back with like uh uh you were coming in at 620 knots which is about shh, give me a second 620 miles per hour lo and behold this nigga's driving the plane right this nigga's driving the plane and he's thinking like He's reaching for the mic, but then he realizes I'm not the one controlling the mic, right? And this is like, they were on their practice kind of tour so that they could get licensed and they didn't know each other that well at that point. Um, and he said like he preferred doing the mic stuff usually because he was he was a more clear speaker. And obviously he goes, I'm thinking like, you know, shit, I, I, wanna, I wanna do this, but then I don't wanna tell him what to do at the same time. Just as that thought is crossing his mind, you just hear click and this guy's like, how fast is uh, my plane going? Nigga comes back with click air traffic control. You are coming in at 1,842 knots, right? So to put that into perspective for you guys, the speed of sound is 700 miles per hour. Anything above that is, is when you hear what's called a sonic boom, okay? So these niggas, what these airplanes do out here is they spy on you from atmospheric levels of, of, of highness right like like snoop dog times 10 they're literally like super high almost in space right they spy on you from from demons and as they're going past you hear a mad sonic boom like it's really loud but the way it's shaped it won't be picked up by a radar you won't see it you won't be able to track it you won't be able to send a missile after it nothing it's literally like it's a big fuck you to everyone just basically saying i'm here and now i'm not i'm gone so this guy said 1842 miles per hour and it's the cheeky get bro he's got he's got a, he's got the cheek to kind of take the mic and goes yeah roger that my equipment is showing closer to 1900 but i guess it's you know whatever and this guy replies that air traffic control guys like yeah your stuff's probably a little bit more accurate than mine have a nice day and the fact that he said have a nice day is a very big deal because these niggas they're very like you know, professional this is what you say and you don't say anything else so I guess the moral of the story here is never stunt on people because there is always a nigga out there that will stunt on you. Um, it's like it's like flipping, what's his name? There was a comedian who was saying that, you know, when you're a kid, you need that one good beating because maybe you think, oh shit, I'm Billy Badass. And then you meet Billy Badass and he knocks the shit out of you and you realise, you know what, I'm good at drawing. I'm going to stick to that. So yeah, always stay humble, guys, because money and fame isn't everything. As... 
which brings me on to my next thing as my guy FoosyTube found out recently so I don't think I ever got to speak about this but um, if you don't know about FoosyTube he, he used to do YouTube videos he still does I, th I think he still does YouTube videos but the fact that I'm even saying that shows where he's at at the moment um, so maybe if, if you go back about I don't know I'd say probably four or five years now maybe even more um, FoosyTube was that guy on YouTube. He was making all the best pranks. He was like him and a few other guys were were the shit basically out of YouTube. And he started off with a whole like sort of half Islamic perspective, um, in the sense of like doing things and having I don't know. I, I seem to recall. Maybe I'm wrong. I seem to recall that he, he had he had a few like moral messages at the end of his stuff. But who knows anyway? And then lo and behold, dude moved over to LA and I don't know probably got involved with with like a different set of people um lived a lavish life you know he's rich buying supercars buying buying anything that he he ever wanted to he could you can afford basically and anything that he ever wanted um he can now get he's got all the love from from fans and shit like that and then slowly it just came crashing down obviously the money will start to go i don't know if he's bankrupt i don't think he's broke yet but that's not the point the point is People, like like I just said, oh, is he still making videos? I don't know. His following has gone down by a lot, right? And, and the whole, the media game, it's a fickle thing. As soon as something new comes out and you're not the fresh new thing anymore, then people move on to that. And that's, that's it's just how life is, you get me? Like, nobody's going to force watching you if they don't want to be watching you out here. So it, it, it looked to me like he was doing increasingly more, like, kind of mad, mad stuff to try and get attention from people and try and get people talking about him. Um because maybe i don't know you see you taste you have a bite of kind of the apple that is that is fame and fortune or whatever and you want more um you're gonna keep wanting more it's, it's the nature of benny erden we have one mountain of gold and we want a second mountain of gold that's that's how it is um but i think now he's come to realize and you know alhamdulillah i'm very happy for him and i'm gonna make be making die for him inshallah uh, he's come to realize that you know it ain't, it ain't all about the peas and it isn't all about the the lavish lifestyle and rubbing shoulders with all the richest people because i don't even think we need to sit here and remind you how many people there are that were rich and famous and desperately unhappy you know anthony bourdain great example um demi lovato i think she overdosed recently she's still alive amy winehouse kurt cobain you know how many how many people are there that are actually rich and famous? You're thinking, Ross, you know, you should be living the high life. And I think, I think the reason why is because, so you have that thing that you always, you've always wanted. I want to sell a million. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to be a millionaire. And you get it. And then you realize it isn't all that because everything that you've ever got has been like that. So why would this be any different? Um, and you just either, you, you take one of, I think people, I think anyway, people take one of three routes. Uh, the first route is, oh, okay, so if this didn't make me happy, maybe I need more. And they just follow that path of infinite kind of consumption um, and go down that trail. The second one is they realize, oh, shit, this isn't making me happy. More than this wouldn't make me happy either. Nothing will make me happy. I should die. And they go and jump off a building. And the third one is they find something that really makes them content and happy, um, which, you know, you, you can, I don't know, I believe you can only really get that from the absolute fundamentals of your life, which is like your religion, your family, and your close circle of friends, maybe, you know, having having that, that social aspect to it. Um, that's the only things that will truly make you happy. Now, that's different from saying money won't make you happy because I think that's, 
that's also wrong. So money will raise the quality of your life. That's that's definitely true. So the more money, not the more money you have, I think there is a cap on it. I think basically they did research about this and they found that anything more than 75 grand a year stops making you happy. That's kind of the tipping point, limiting point for money. Um, after that point, I'm not saying like, you know, you won't live a dramatically different life. You could probably... You could probably, I mean, you definitely could like live on more than that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, your lifestyle will just go up. That's that's how how the world is. But more money than that will not reflect on happiness. And I, and I guess it's because that is the sum you'd need to be able to do whatever you whatever you'd like conceivably want to do and be able to afford it. Um, I guess you'd be able to go away wherever you want, whenever you want. You could buy whatever you want in terms of clothing and belongings and. And all the latest gadgets and shit, you could drive a nice car, like, you know. What else would actually make you happy? Nothing much. We live, we live in a sort of era of, like, oh, you know, money, Mayweather and whatever, and McGregor. Um, and it's become flashy, like, I don't know. Mayweather, to me, comes across, like, an arsehole, to be honest. You know, when you're, you're out here just like, oh, look how rich I am. And that's literally all there is to what you're saying. Look how rich I am. It, it doesn't translate to anything. McGregor, on the other hand... Also an asshole. Don't get me wrong, but he is fighting soon against a guy called Khabib Nurmagomedov, right? So if you guys are into UFC, I'm gonna I'm gonna delve into the shit for a little bit, right? If you guys are into UFC, you'll know what I'm talking about. This is probably gonna be the biggest fight in a year or two years, probably since McGregor Mayweather. Maybe one of the biggest MMA fights ever, and that's simply because this is right. So okay, so from people watching it from an outside perspective, for people who maybe don't know what what's going on with a UFC fight or a boxing match or whatever, there is a lot of high-level shit going on behind there that you will not pick up on unless maybe you try and train or, or study for, for a long time. Um, type in, if you if you have some time, type in YouTube, Robin Black MMA, right? There is a lot of shit that goes on in an MMA fight. And also, there's, like, something very, like, primal about the whole thing. There's something very, like, gladiator, you know, two people going into a ring to die blood on the floor and shit niggas nose is broken toes broken legs broken you just see all sorts and it's like it's horrible but in a way that's like i don't know you kind of rate it it's kind of noble a lot of these fighters know that they're gonna risk head injury and they're gonna risk like yo i'm, pro I'm probably gonna be like disabled for the rest of my life but they're still out there doing it and i can't lie to you i would never do that you know what i'm saying like, i would never i never look at this stuff and think i wish i was that guy but it is very entertaining to watch. It's the same shit with football and it's the same shit with like American football. Apparently apparently sports were actually invented because we have like an innate need. Men especially, we get like restless when it's like, oh, a long time goes and there hasn't been some sort of battle. Nobody's died, you know? Uh, you know, oh, it's been, it's been five years and none of these niggas are dead. Let me go and start a war. Some shit like that. But apparently, like, yeah, um, the whole idea behind sports was like, to, I think the Americans started making it big in their country because it was like we don't want a civil war to happen because niggas feel restless out here so let's give them sport and that get, gets it out there and if you've played sports especially very competitively and if you're a competitive person you can kind of feel how this shit is similar to war like I ain't saying I'm about that war life I've never been to war but I don't know like like when you're, I don't know, let's say you're losing a football match. And I don't know, like you feel it's the 90th minute and nigga Aaron on the other team has been shit talking you the whole game and you don't like him anyway because his feet stink or whatever. You are in this kind of trance mode where you're like, 
I need to win no matter what and you you just persevere and you keep going for it and I don't know there's there's nothing like that competitive feeling of of a, of a super intense heated football match like when especially when you win I go back home feeling like I have absolutely smashed it and when we lose especially when it's like a loss that either you didn't deserve or or I don't know you just play shit or whatever you just feel I don't know you go home and you can't look yourself in the mirror I remember there was one one time when like me my friend Abdullah um, a few other guys right so we played against this team we had like one or two guys on our team who didn't really play football but it was playing we were playing against these five other dudes and and it was also yeah to make matters worse it was the first week back at uni nobody played football for like two months fitness was horrible everything was horrible right all the cards were stacked against us I know excuses in it. you can say that but anyways we got beat by an embarrassing scoreline. Well, oh my God, I went home. I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. I couldn't do shit. I was just there like, yo, today we have embarrassed our name, our everything in it, like our, our lineage, whack a stop. So we kind of like, we, we set about, the next week we're like, yo, listen, get these guys to have as a rematch, right? And so we're like, cool. You know, my, my friend sorts the rematch out. We, we try and get it penciled in to, to our schedules whatever day rolls around this time we actually have guys that you know sort of play football um, we kept mostly the same team but we replaced like the two guys that didn't really play like I said and we played the game and just before we started the game this guy's there like uh, can we mix the teams up I'm like excuse me he goes can we mix the teams up I'm like no hell no we're not mixing the teams up we've got we've got teams I've got my team what do you mean mix the teams up we're not mixing nothing up from is this is this a bakery to be mixing shit up he's like nah listen we're gonna thrash you if we don't so let's just mix it up what oh my god I was thinking like yo fam you're actually shit but the worst part is yeah you actually like the way we played you actually think you can thrash us wallah like, I was I was thinking oh listen say no more Let's play, show me what I've got. And he goes, all right, safe. Lose a pace for the pitch. I'm like, S- I don't even gamble in it. Well, I don't, yeah. But at that point, I was like, say no more, fam. Let's let's have it, you get me? We play the game. And it's a it's a close cage game in the beginning. It's like 1-1, 2-2, 3-3, whatever. And then eventually, we go one ahead. We go two ahead. We go three ahead. We go four ahead. The game keeps continuing. Five, six. Well, I lost count at that point, innit? I look at my friend that he's the only guy that's worse than me and he's the only guy that's more competitive than I am right I go to him yo bro what's the score he's like oh, score I'm sorry I just play in it play the damn game I'm like alright say no more because we're just getting we just kept scoring and scoring and scoring eventually we'll lie the other team yeah, they go what's the score guys this guy looks without even missing a beat yeah it looks him in the eye he's like 27-1 <laughs> or 20, I think it was like 27-6 or something like that it's 27-6 He's been keeping score what's the whole time, yeah? He's been keeping score mentally in his own head without telling anyone, just so that he could do that. The look on their face, well, I'm gonna come to like, oh shit. Um, carried on playing for a little bit longer, and then like miraculously, they forgot about the arrangement of like who pays, who pays for the pitch. Um, yeah, but maybe you know, maybe that was a blessing in disguise because maybe that would have started my my bookies addiction. You you would have seen me at Thomas, what's that thing called? Thomas Cook me at. Nah, it's not Thomas Cook, it's the other one. Tom Ford? I don't know, man. But you'll see me outside these bookies every day at a slot machine just because I beat some guys at football <laughs> one time. Moral of the story is, I think it's Somali's, I think it's a Somali thing. Well, like, we are competitive 
we cannot take a, take it out, especially when you're going somewhere, and you kind of got to prove yourself in it. You got to like make a name for yourself in it. So yeah. So yeah, like when you guys, when some people, certain people out here, just saying it's just a game, or now you're just like I don't know, you're just kicking a ball around. That's there's a lot. It's a lot more than that. There's a lot more shit that happens. It's, there's way more. Like um, if you, I don't know if you guys seen the World Cup, but a good example is like there's a short little Croatia player called Modric, right? The amount of times he drops his shoulder, him dropping the shoulder down and like sort of leaning towards the right and then moving left instead. Yeah, it's a very it's a small movement that nobody would have probably picked up if you don't know about football. If you don't play football, you might not have picked it up. But that was enough to send the guy the complete other way and him to move this way. Um, in the UFC, which is what I was discussing before with the whole Khabib versus McGregor thing, um, you have you have an aspect of the UFC called it's called jiu-jitsu and, and this this stuff is like basically groundwork um, when I say groundwork I mean like when you're both on the floor already and there's generally two people two people there there's like different locks that you can do different ways that you can catch someone out inside a jiu-jitsu match this shit was started by a guy in like 20 years ago 30 years ago Royce Gracie and Hicks and Gracie they were called or maybe it was the dad I don't know but the nigga was, wasn't it wasn't too too long ago and the only reason why he set out to do it was to fight against all these karate and, and, and taekwondo and whatever these hench big ass dudes and these guys were kind of small they weren't really big right one of them anyway one of the two brothers wasn't very big or athletic and his point was <clears throat> I can kill you using just your own body weight I can just grab this finger over here move this arm over there a little bit, boom, you're in, you're in agonising pain. And he really could. He did it. And he used to just like absolutely flipping steamroll through people because he'd get them on the floor and then he would submit them very, very easily. He would do it with, with relative ease. They say that someone, if you are um, trying to grapple against someone who knows jiu-jitsu and you don't know jiu-jitsu, it's literally like someone throwing you in the water when you don't know how to swim. You will just drown. Even if the kid is a child, this guy will get you in a in a headlock so um yeah i mean it's the same for basketball it's the same for baseball there was there was a lot of shit that goes on behind this stuff but then i don't know it comes to is it ever useful to you because if you really think about it you could learn about the history of spoons or you could learn about the history of i don't know nail clippers and there's probably a lot there um you could go into any given thing there's actually a podcast about that called 99 invisible which goes into the design of like different things you could literally go into like the the I don't know the economics behind the zip, right? This is a company out there that makes it. There's someone whose job it is to go and do this shit. Um, at the end of the day, it comes down to whether this shit will benefit you or not. I guess because you can spend those hours becoming a let's say you become a perfectionist at jujitsu, but then your knee goes bust and you can't fight ever again. It's all wasted. Let's say you decide not to do that. But you play World of Warcraft your whole life instead. You might be the number one ranked World of Warcraft player in the world, which might be a very, very amazing achievement. But you've got jack shit to show for it, and it's a useless skill. So, yeah, football is not use useless though. So let's let's not let's not get into that. But yeah, I guess I guess that's what the point is. Um, final message before I before I skirt. You get me. Um, there's going to be a little new section in this podcast, which will be an agony uncle section so send me your terminal um scenarios out here if you think you're you're about to die and i don't mean that literally if you actually think you're about to die please see a real doctor 
do do not do not contact me because I cannot help you. I'm sorry. Um, do not waste your time. But yeah, if you if you think you have any kind of like terminal, someone to call it your terminal post box. You got any terminals questions out here anyway? Terminal terminator questions, um, and dilemmas and scenarios that that you want to propose. My curious cat account will be, I'll tweeted alongside this podcast or whatever. So drop me a message on there. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what the crack is, and hopefully I can help you figure it out. If it's funny, then all the more welcome. If it's really funny, I will laugh at you. So will I just be prepared for that? Do you get me? I'm not. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna be totally nice and shit. You know, if it's a legitimate thing, I will be. It might be legitimate to you, and I might find it hilarious. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm sounding really bad here. I'm not gonna laugh if it's serious in it, but I do want to catch some bants. Do you get me? So let us catch some bants. Do you get me? Goodbye. And also, yeah, thank you for listening. Bye.